welcome to another edition of RSF Radio. I am your host, Joe Monday, and I'm actually joined by a returning guest. Uh, you may know her casually as Ginny Lou. Uh, you may know her professionally as Virginia Glaze, or you might know her on Twitter as Bison's X Top Doll. EX Top Doll. It's EX. <laughs> I know, I always, I always mess up that last because it was just ingrained in my brain for so long because you read something forever and it just turns into one thing. Uh, okay. And then you hear someone say it out loud for the first time, and it just breaks your whole your whole worldview. Uh, Jenny, how you doing? I am doing great. I have a glass of peach flavored champagne, so I'm feeling pretty good. I'm peach, doing well. I'm relaxed. Hold, hold the phone. Peach. It champagne. is really good. That's. I would share some with you if if you were here, but you're not, so it's all mine. Oh, I don't know if I'm like okay with that. Is it sweet? It sounds sweet. It's definitely sweet, but it's not overwhelming. But I do feel like too I sweet need for 12... me. Born on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I was like, I definitely need like 12 glasses of water after finishing my cap of glass. So it's very like syrupy feeling, I guess. Oh, that's great for a podcast. The things that dry <laughs> you out are like the best. That's what they don't tell you in radio, folks, is you got to dry out the vocal cords. That's actually. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just this, this, you don't get this voice without, you know, years and years of just eating cigarettes. Trust me. It's, it's, it's coffee and cigarettes. You just eat them right up. You line them up and you just with fork and knife and it's a whole thing. That sounds thing. like the best diet. Why aren't you like a professional voice actor by now? What's that's, going on with you? <laughs> That's a conversation for a different time. But we should start out with a conversation about that fucking intro. Oh, oh the song, yes. And when I say that fucking intro, I mean that fucking <laughs> intro. That fucking... <laughs> that is... Yo, let's, let's talk about, like, let's get it on. Mm, no, let's get it on. That is some fucking music, if I've ever heard it. So what that was... And I actually... You have... You opened my mind to this. You my ears to this, I suppose. Because... I don't listen when I play fighting games. I am all audio off 100% of the time. I, I have no audio when I play fighting games, mostly because if you're at a tournament or whatever, you typically don't get audio cues or there isn't any headsets or like you're tied to the, the monitor and it's, it's just not guaranteed. So right. I, I, I've just always split my brain into, okay, so let's just assume the worst case scenario and just have a visual. So I just shut all the audio off and forget about it. But apparently someone, something that no one told me the music <laughs> in street fighter five is, is pretty tight. It's pretty There's good. some, I wouldn't say in, in, in its entirety, it's wonderful. I think that it's, I don't want to say it's hit and miss, but I think there's a large amount of really good songs and there's a large amount of forgettable songs. Um, That's fair. For instance, like, I don't know the layer of the four kings no one cares about that you know there is some definitely like stages and characters that nobody's gonna know but the songs that street fighter 5 does have that are memorable are there's a lot of them and they're very good mm -hmm. um case in point that intro song that we just did was fantastic i remember i was going through like the new arcade mode and i went through street fighter 3 to play Urian, and I was like, what is this song? And I like, had to sit there and listen to it, and then I immediately looked it up on YouTube, and it was like the best thing I ever found. It was great. It's really good. It's Speaking really of good. music, I actually got to interview um, one of the guys who wrote some of the music for Street Fighter V recently, like oh, two no days way. ago. Yes, oh. it was amazing. That's His cool. name is Daniel Lindholm, and he wrote Zeku's theme song. If you guys don't know, that song is super funky. It's one of everyone's favorite theme songs. It's a pretty good one. It's did he great. Write he also <laughs> no, did he, he didn't. Yeah, so he only did season three characters so far, but he also okay. did the, the music for uh, 
a shadow falls like the cinematic story so okay. there's like two really good bops in that one as well but he did ed he did cody he did cody's new theme song um he did Manat. so he did all those characters and okay. he's doing one more of, of of the two like characters that are left he did one of them so i don't know if we're talking sagat or g he went and tell me because he has those ndas you know but uh, okay it was super enlightening to talk to him about how he makes music because apparently capcom will give him like a packet like a little information packet with like concept art and like footage of the character in motion in alpha you know and then uh like a little written segment about like their story and like oh. how they would talk but he doesn't get voice clips so all this leads him to be like okay this is this this is how i'm gonna do that and he doesn't really have like a theme to go with the only character he said that he definitely had something that he had to do was uh, cody because he used right. turn the beat back from cody street fighter 4 theme song for his new one but right. otherwise like he said that zeki was 100 percent him and he was like yeah like I thought about Zeki and I thought, what genre of music aren't people listening to these days? Because he's an old guy. And he was like, disco. <laughs> so he did like funk music for Zeki and it turned out really well. And he actually has two unreleased versions that didn't make it into the game on YouTube if you want to watch them and I can link them. Oh shit. For yeah. you. That's super but good. The stories around Street Fighter and just Street Fighter in general and music are like super Crazy, right? Like, and like, like historically the... super interesting. Yeah. Because like you had the Street back, Fighter. Like, yeah, the Street Fighter 2 soundtrack. Yoko Shimomura, yeah. who like walked into Capcom having no <laughs> like no practice in making music whatsoever, but she yeah. just came in being like, "Yes, I can make and will make the music." And they were just like, "Well, I mean, she said she could." So <laughs> And then she did it and like ended up birthing some of the most iconic songs in history. I know. So, I mean, it's so good. That's such a good Street story. Fighter, Street, Street Fighter is an interesting animal like that, I think. Just like all, all around it, we have interesting things happen. And it yeah. just gets ingrained into the history, and that's really cool. Yeah, it's one of those things that sticks with you forever. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, and music is like tied to that, too. Because like, have you ever had that thing where you tie a certain song or album or certain music to times in your life where it's oh, like, yes. oh man, like you have to, that a one song to a detriment where you like sometimes. Have right? like I just can't ex. listen. Yeah. <laughs> There's albums I cannot listen to anymore. Oh. It just reminds me of you and I hate you now. Uh. Yeah, just, it's just too much hurt. But with a street fighter, it's like oh, too many good times tied to these so many good songs. Exactly. Uh, I will listen to the street fighter cross second soundtrack just to like relive my college days and be like, oh yes, I remember playing this game like until three in the morning with my friends. You know, that was like the good time. So I definitely like totally understand what you mean. SFXT is a good game. It's, it is a good game. God damn it. It's <laughs> a great SFXT. game. It, it became good. The last version, it was I actually, would say it became good, actually yeah. really good. Uh, but regardless, uh, what else have you got going on? Uh, I've, you've, I'm sure you've been up to stuff in between the last time that we've talked. Um, which was. Yeah. So, um. I wanted to start out by saying uh, one of the, well, Colorado, which is where I live now, I've only lived here for a couple months, but uh, they had a tragedy recently mm -hmm. where three of the FGC members got in a really terrible car accident and one of them passed away, unfortunately. And uh, it was really cool to see the entire Finding Game community kind of rally behind that group. Mm -hmm. um, so they came together and had a charity tournament, which was a couple weeks ago at Akihabara Arcade, which is a great arcade. I love it so much. It is mm -hmm. so cool. They recently expanded. 
So they have another room for with like a stage and a streaming station and everything, and they have a bar. It's great. And um, it was really cool to see their entire community come together and compete in these like random tournaments. It was a celebration of life, which I think is what it should be. Like having all of your friends come together and play fighting games in your honor, you know, and hold a tournament in your honor. And uh, there was like a raffle with like a ton of prizes. There were just random tournaments and people were playing casuals. It was a really good time. So uh, I just want to shout out the Colorado FGC for that. Like these people have, there's like a rich history in the Colorado FGC, especially for Tekken. Mm -hmm. um, and these guys were Tekken players. So that was huge. And then uh, just like their spirit and like how dedicated they are, like every single local tournament that they have is packed. Um, the people really care. So that's what I, I like about the Colorado FGC. But that tournament came and went and it was a really good experience. And um, I really enjoyed it. So if you guys are ever in the area of uh, Denver or Westminster, you should totally go to Akihabara. It is definitely like a must go. But I went to that and that was awesome. No, and that's then, cool. That um, actually reminded me. I think I ran a promo for them on the when we were running the FGC Spotlights of the Week. Uh, people like kind of died down in promoting their own locals, so I kind of backed off of that. But I think there's there's audio and video of me pushing uh, pushing that scene. It's one of those things that you said it out loud. But like those, yeah, those, which like goes to show you that those tos in that community is like all about moving their community forward. So like it's fucking rad. Yeah, and it's definitely, like, it to me, really embodied the whole FGC's family, you know, slogan that is thrown around. But, like, that kind of really solidified it for me. Because, yeah. like, you had all these people show up. And that was just, like, it warmed my heart. Because, like, I didn't know those those guys at all. But, like, you know, they're part of the FGC, so your heart hurts. And then you mm -hmm. go and you see all this love. And it was like, oh, my God, you know. So it was it was a, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's but, uh, one of those things that really breaks my heart sometimes that, like, I've always seen the FGC step up in almost every case. Like I can't tell you how many medical GoFundMe's I've donated to or have seen posted through either Twitter or even going back to like the SRK for like so much like in almost every case, it's just been this person's taken care of from yeah. a community of people who probably have never even met them but like know that they're doing a good service to their own community through fighting games. Yeah. It's just one of those like little, like, I don't know. It always warms my heart to see that. And is always like ultimately tragic where I'm like, fucking comes to this, man. This is awful that like it's own already like pretty poor community itself has to step up and, and make this happen. But that's a political conversation <laughs> for another political podcast. This is not RSF. <laughs> politics that's another radio show that i do <laughs> um but you were gonna say sorry i cut you off oh no i was just gonna say uh other than going to the locals which uh, there's another one this saturday that i will hopefully be attending um i've been working on a cosplay and i'm really excited about it and um, there's some pictures coming soon that will be like photoshopped really cool with like psycho power and stuff but uh, okay cool i'm working on a cosplay of julie from alpha 3 so uh, I am super in love with it. I really like Julie a lot, which is, it goes against my principles, but I really like her. And so to be able to cosplay her, because she looks <laughs> too I'm sorry, what are, what are your principles? What are, what you, are my, I, I, do, is it okay for me to ask that question? I don't know. <laughs> what are your cosplay uh, no, principles? It's, it's my, my, my principle is that I hate all of the dolls for, you know, 
reasons. Ah, okay. But Ju- Julie, it, it's funny because I mean, they're I practically like, bison, though. You want? No, they're not. Anyway, mm, um, anyway, Joe, <laughs> let's not get into this. Uh, I thought it was funny because there's no Street Fighter character that's a white girl with brown hair, is there? There, there's no white girls with brown hair in Street Fighter. I right? picked a chin alt one time. You what? <laughs> I picked you... a chin. Chun Li has has brown hair. She's not white. She's Asian. I suppose that's true. So anyway, I was looking and I was like, oh, Julie is white with brown hair. And I looked at her like lineage and she is German and Native American, which is my exact ethnicity. So I was like, wow, that's crazy. So I was like, yeah, I have to cosplay this character now. So I did. And uh, I'm working on like two little things, but she's going to be ready for Eva. And I'm so excited. So she will make her debut then. And uh, I might bring my other cosplay, but I don't think I will. It's really cumbersome. So, yeah, that's all I've been up to recently. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. You got a lot going on. There's a lot going on on the front page of our Street Fighter lately, which is what Let's this podcast talk. is about. There's this, we kind of <laughs> got a lot of wheels turning. I kind of have to cover a couple things. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about, we made a post basically covering the changes that the front page has made. A lot of it is sidebar related stuff. So like you'll notice if you're on the front page and you're browsing with like on your computer and not on your phone, because none of this affects the phone, even though like half the users come from the phone, that's whatever. Uh, If you look at the sidebar, there's the calendar, which is provided by uh, SRK. So shouts to them. Uh, Awesome. And the, there's like this beta live stream list, which is like the people who are on, right now. It only covers Street Fighter Five. Um, it might expand more than that, but for what it is right now, that's what we're the streams that we're linking. So it's like top streams and also like some randoms. So it's not just like the best of the best. It's also like here's someone with like no viewers. See what's good. Um, then below that, you'll see just a tournament search, just a general tournament search. So if you're thinking, uh, I wonder if there's any tournaments tonight or if like, maybe I just want to compete a little bit with some random people. Uh, you can search through challenge, uh, smash.gg, uh, and battlefy. And you click on any of those links. It'll take you to all tournament searches for street fighter five. Currently, again, another thing where if you want that to expand general to the community, if you want that to expand, that might be, Something we extend in the future, but for right now, it's just Street Fighter V. The other thing I want to bring up, uh, the Macharino. Eyedrop, El Chicote, uh, Tiga, and Neon. We're still pretty far away from those goals, but t-shirt sales are going good, so grab some merch, cop some merch. Also, all of those guys are amazing. I love all of them. Um, El Chicote and Neon, I'm friends with, so please support them. They're super great players. They're great guys. 100%. 100%. Yeah, a lot of charisma and just really strong players in general. So like, yeah, it would be an honor. I, I not an honor for me to be a part of that, but also I think it's great that the community has surrounded themselves around this like that level of player who's like just needs that little extra umph to become like main right. stage, like because they are main, like they can compete with best of the best. It's just they need that little extra push to get there sometimes, and I right. think that's really what the. Um, you know what sponsorship drives like this or at least what i try to you know have that be the, the kind of message of that also side note uh and this is unrelated and not written down a list of things to talk about but cap is also running a sponsorship for uh for fab right now fab uh and if you like guilty gear and you like potemkin and you're a grappler apologist like i am please go donate to that <laughs> please 
Cheers. I want to get Fab over here to Evo. It's going to be dope as fuck. Uh, no, and that's just, and that's mostly run by Majin Obama, as you know. Um, but that's, I'm not going to link to that, but if you search those words, I'm sure it'll, it'll show. <laughs> if you search those words. This is not a Guilty Gear podcast. <laughs> but, but what if it was a Potemkin related podcast? But what if it was a Potemkin only podcast? Yeah, think about I, it I'd be okay with that be okay with that uh what else um so also the locals fighter the local fighters network is something that it's like i've been toying around with this idea and maybe you can lend some insight to this uh for me where it basically is reliant on tournament organizers around basically the world to submit tournament results, only top four. That's that's really all we're asking is basically submit like where you are located, any additional information to help people find you, uh, and then who placed first through fourth, and who they played, and if they're sponsored. Uh, that's it. And I feel like if enough people are regularly submitting their tournament results. I think that can give like a pretty good like here's the state of locals right now. Uh, yeah. Especially if pe- like if you like because I have so many I have a list of all these locals in in the wiki right now on our Street Fighter, but it's like so many of them have changed location or <laughs> have like changed time or they they don't get together together anymore. So it's like well, if you looked at this list, you could see oh these guys met last week this is their information. So I'll just click on that and I'll be good. So it also lets you know, like who's active right now in the community because like they, it can sometimes be a passing thing. Not all regions have solid communities that meet every week, but I feel like that information alone could be pretty useful. I don't know why you have stuff from El Salvador. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm looking that, at all this. There's not a ton of results right now. Uh, at least not the last time I looked. So we're kind of waiting on pooling results in from, I mean, it's only been a couple of days. So like, I don't know how many people are running locals on a on Tuesday. I don't know. Uh, but with that said, even so just we're trying to think about different ways to present that information other than just raw data, like some kind of searchable list or uh, maybe attached to some other separate website, uh, something that would be more useful to the local communities at large or just the everybody at large. I, I don't know. It's just, just some thoughts that I think could be useful. I think it's a great idea. I think it's ambitious, but I also, I'm a huge fan of local, like my local in Oklahoma, I love dearly. So mm-hmm. I, I think I think local tournaments and scenes are what make up the FGC. You know, without without local tournaments, we wouldn't have esports. So, you know, I de- I'm definitely a fan of this idea. I think that if we got more people behind it, it would be a huge thing. Yeah, um, that's the it's issue. It's like a way though, to like unite all like, the locals. It need yes, that's like the idea that it's the local network. But like, I'm not a marketer. I'm basically just like why aren't you a marketer John? I have I have a milk crate and I've been standing on top of it for like all weekend just yelling about this but like my neighbor mm-hmm. he's very Italian he doesn't understand uh, he's a very old <laughs> Italian man he hasn't played I don't believe he's ever touched a video game in his life I think I think he's up in his 80s wow okay. he's like 
four and a half feet tall, and he, Aww. man, he is he has he has the best garden I've ever seen. Uh, but he is tired of me telling yelling about these locals. He just doesn't care. You're <laughs> disturbing the peace, Joe. Okay, I you really need to, am. You need, you need to disturb the peace of the internet. <laughs> In all fairness, his wind chime is disturbing my peace. So fuck him anyway. Uh, and no, is it a cute I, wind chime though? I, does, it, does it look nice? Uh, no, man. Like any wind chime, that's just like that's, oh, you don't like wind uh, chimes. That's audible okay. gar. I didn't sign on to this. <laughs> also, bless his heart. I I thoroughly love having the neighbors that I have. He's Pascal's a good. He's a good dude. He's his good name's dude. Pascal. Oh yeah, my you god. You call him Patsy. But I love your neighbor. No, he's first generation Italian. Like when I say he's Italian, like I mean he is Italian. Like <laughs> the man is from I love Italy. It. He's the best. Uh, he's great. But anyway, this is not. This is not Pascal. Our Pascal. <laughs> RSF radio. It's not Pat- talking about yeah. Joe's neighbors. <laughs> no, that's not what this is for. Uh, we need to move on. Which so that's all the stuff that's been going on with our sheep fighter. Uh, but CEO happened this weekend. Uh, did you catch any of CEO? I did. I watched a little. I watched a. Well, I didn't watch any of the wrestling show, but I did watch the. Um, I watched day two of pools a little bit, and then I watched top eight. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. all of the top eights were pretty exciting. Tekken in particular um, was really good. Tekken was great. Dragon Ball was great. Um, I don't even really like keep up with Dragon Ball too much, but I definitely watched it and I thought it was great. I think Street Fighter Five suffered from the everything's running behind and we're the last game syndrome. Yeah. So everyone was super tired and also trying to party because there was like an after party apparently. So mm, okay. everyone was trying to go do that. And so, like, the people, the crowd had kind of filtered out, and it was a pretty samey top eight, you know? There wasn't a lot of character variety. There was a lot of uh, Asian players from, from Asia. Um, there was, like, one American and one European player who I, were, who I was rooting for. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think Street Fighter kind of suffered from that a bit. But otherwise, top eights were great. I, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, like, Xiaohai and Fujimura played very well. Um, yeah, Fujimura. Wait, Fujimura. Yeah, he... Um, he took that 3-0, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. That was nuts. Like, and up to that point, Zhao Hai had been, like, kind of on a tear. I feel like he had just been playing out of his mind, but Fujimura was just like... But, I mean, let's see, he's he playing was, King. He was fucking <laughs> Superman. He was unbeatable. Uh, uh, too good. Yeah. Uh, I was like, anybody but Kimmy, please take this set. Yeah, that's kind of the other thing that has kind of taken over the narrative a lot and i tend to agree with it and everyone tends to agree with it that like well it's even worse because like cammy is my least favorite character she's always been my least favorite character so like seeing this is like oh now she's top tier and everyone's playing her and i hate this this person jealous much shut up joe gotta respect the lore (laughs) i'm not respecting any lore uh anyway. no i mean that's i get it though because i mean she just has some things that are like somewhat broken about her or not like oh yeah not explicitly broken but just feel uh, particularly scummy in a way like her stand like kick in particular like they added pushback on her crouch like kick but did not to her stand like kick and when i read that in the last patch notes i was like come on fuck this like you gotta know this is kind of busted. It's just it's um, interesting to play against characters that have all the tools against characters that don't have all the tools. You know, so you go up against a bad matchup and you're like, ah, yeah. oh, dang it. Like I, I don't have tools for this. And you're like, if you're bison, you don't have like a pressure, you don't have corner pressure. And you get pressured, and you're like, oh god. And then everyone says, Oh, I don't have anti-airs. And so 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not apologizing for bison because I know he has bullshit. But. No, you can be a bison apologist on this. On this <laughs> I accept any and all bias. That's totally fine. Zangief, please t- put Zangief in Street Fighter Five. Put him back in the game. <laughs> Capcom, please. Uh, also, Ve- in all honesty, if you think Vega is not the worst character in the game, you, you're smoking something because Vega is very, very bad. Poor Vega. Poor Vega. It t- turned out bad. Uh, but CEO itself, uh, quite the production. Uh, New Japan, World Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Did I get that right? Uh, uh, New some, Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I stumbled over my own words there, not looking at the title. Uh, but yeah, they showed up, uh, did a show, which is like not net. Like I feel like I talked about this on a couple of podcasts ago, but like the Venn diagram of people who love wrestling and people who love fighting games is basically a single circle. Uh, yeah. Which I don't know. It's cool that someone could pull off something like that, and I'm sure there's a lot of technical difficulties involved with that. So that's a win. They also have some great intros. Uh, Romanova, who was on last week's podcast, uh, showed up for Knuckle Doo's intro. Uh, she was amazing. I loved her. She did such a good job. The only gripe I had, she could have hit that dude with the chair much harder. You know, she, she, she told me that. She was like, yeah, I'm kind of regretting that I didn't do that. And she was like, it was just kind of like a pat. And I was like... Yeah, but I mean, she you really could have wanna... pota- She really could have potatoed that guy. And it I feel been... like she could have actually hit him, and it would have been fine. <laughs> the th- yeah, the thing is, well, I don't know. She's pretty strong. She, like, I, I feel like if anyone could like hit someone with a chair and like actually cause physical damage it, to someone who is, <laughs> is like not ready for it, I think she's probably one who who could. But also, I think she could have hit him a lot harder. It's <laughs> <I think she laughs> nothing like a eh. She like thought about it and then she did it, and I was like, oh. I mean, the dude sold it. He sold it well. And we just oh, yeah, he was like, oh, no. Oh, my God. He, yeah, he, he did a good reaction shot to it. But at the same time, he could have worn that crimson mask hard way, and it would have been okay, as far as I'm concerned, <sighs> with that wrestling lingo. Let's go. I don't even really like wrestling, but I just think the lingo is dumb and fun to use sometimes. <laughs> uh, but no, intros were cool. Uh, Infiltration's intro was... Uh, inspiring let's say to say the least yo yo throwing them dollars he's balling sponsored uh, by his wallet no no that was knuckle do oh wait sorry i thought you said knuckle do i'm sorry who did I we talk about you infiltr- said infiltration infiltration jesus i've had too much of the champagne the val venus intro <laughs> yes that was so funny i was like oh my god infiltration stop where did he find a towel that small? Where did he find a towel that small? <laughs> I was I was very concerned about what was underneath the towel. I was like, oh god, please no! Like, what is this? And then he took off an his shorts, and I was like, oh, thank god. I was hoping it was like a crossover Panchan thing. You know how like oh Pan- yeah, <laughs> I've been like pushing the that was Pan-chan? super cute too. It, uh, yeah, it's fun. That's some good dumb fun that the internet can have sometimes. And I was hoping to see some anime hot pants. Uh, but we did not get to see thing. anime hot pants, unfortunately. For shame. For shame. Yeah, for shame. Uh, but that was CEO. The other thing that we could talk about with CEO, or at least touch on uh, in, at the, I think something that we can tack on to the end of this, uh, which is kind of pertinent to uh, that venue uh, and that tournament going forward, because from my understanding is that they've signed at least a two-year contract uh, with that venue. So it's going to be in Daytona for the next, at least next year. 
Uh, and what a lot of people ran into and a lot of reports are is that there was a lot of bigotry and racism kind of running rampant. Uh, if you think, when I say running rampant, if you think about the scale of what went on this weekend, uh, just the small portion of the fighting game community, a couple hundred people show up. And even in that small sect of people, people are running into racism like that. Even that like small sample size of people is experiencing racism. It's a fucking problem. It really disturbed me. Um, I went to Daytona in before CEO Taku last year. And whenever I went, of course, I'm a white person. I did not experience any of that. And then, you know, I went and toured the venue and I saw everything. And hearing people talk about it, like, was wow, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that really, first of all, that hurt my feelings because for everyone else, because I was like, wow, like, of course I didn't experience this. I'm white. And it really makes me angry that my friends who are people of color or transgender or, you know, whatever their sexuality is, like, are experiencing this stuff is really heartbreaking, mm-hmm. you know? And I saw all the tweets about it and it just like, really blew my mind that this many people in the fighting game community experienced that. Like just seeing the like number of tweets yeah. that that happened. Cause like you had Sonic Fox speaking out about it. You had Don talking about it. You had other people talking about it and it was just crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Just the amount of reports on it were staggering yeah. because it's like, it's this small portion of people within the fighting game community. And then it, to that end, a small portion of people who are just on Twitter talking about it and the people who are like openly okay with talking about that on Twitter. So it's like, that's a small sample size. And even so it's like, wow, that is one too many. And by one too many, I mean, I saw one and that was too many. Like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of insane. But, uh, hmm. But apparently Daytona is also like renowned for being incredibly racist. Sure. I had no idea, but I, I didn't know about that. I was I had no idea. And then I had saw some people tweet about like, yeah, isn't Daytona known for being totally racist? And then citing all this stuff. And I was like, wow, I had no idea. And it's it's one of those things where the obvious answer for the FGC and the community as a whole is okay, uh, talk about moving venue, talk about first right and if that's not possible to keep your players from feeling safe uh and your attendees from feeling safe at your event uh talk about security or talk about you know ways to to curb that it's hard to just change an entire community with just one event but like like number one is player safety so like obviously yes like it would make sense to pursue that avenue first Right. And then, uh, well, then you have people who are like, well, I don't want to just stay in the venue all day. Walk around, but then they feel unsafe walking around. And it's like, well, you can't change the whole city's culture, you know, in maybe a year. You can't really do that, you know. And it sucks now that all this stuff is kind of becoming more prominent. So it's just awful. And there's there's not much. I mean, I have sympathy for like the fact that, you know, it's hard to fix that. Like, it's really hard unless you have like security at your venue. But, you know, can you have them? walk around like no like you can't mm-hmm. so i understand that kind of situation and it was something that you know maybe the people scouting the area and alex they wouldn't have experienced and so you know you get all the fgc which is the most diverse community within all of esports in one area that is very mm-hmm. you know closed-minded and racist and whatever like oh snap that becomes a problem and so obviously Taking care of the issue is obviously first on his mind, and I think it's a good thing that he's addressing it the way that he did. Um, and I, I think he'll do whatever he can. 
And I think to that end, though, is that if you are hearing this and you saw things like that and you are taken aback by that or you find it despicable, uh, I would say don't just go to Twitter and yell about it because it's it's almost very easy to just have that be an outlet and just say, fuck bigots forever, right? Yeah. Like, very easy to do. I could do that, and that would make me feel good, and probably the entirety of everyone who follows, the, like, feel good just seeing that and being like, yes, like, I'm in agreement. But also, if you say that, it doesn't actually, I feel like it doesn't help the problem at all, or at least, like, raising awareness that, like, places like this do exist uh but there are also like places that you could donate to that per se like that's something that you would want to pursue that would help educating communities or community integration and things like that um, there are a number of different outlets that you can go to that are outside of just being angry about it but like having something to do with that energy that can and i know that this is like pretty far off and away from just talking about street fighter stuff, even though this is a street fighter podcast, but Hey, this is just something that happens to, Hey, it's weird when racism well, intersects with the world of street fighter in a weird way that like, yeah. And it's, it's just really like, it's just like one of the things that champions our community is our diversity. And I think it's a very important thing. And that's why I love it. Like that's one of the main reasons why I love the FTC so much. Cause like I come from a really small town in Oklahoma where everybody's white. So like for me, the FTC was like, wow, it's like this gateway to this whole new world. And like, I make so many new friends from all these different places around the world. And that makes me feel great. And so to see my friends being treated like this really hurts my soul. And like, it makes me angry. And so like, you know, we play video games a lot and we talk about video games a lot. That's what we do, but we also should be politically involved. Yeah. It's like someone came at me and was like, I just love it when politics mixes with my video games. And it's like, my man, you can't avoid it now. Like, yeah. If you think that you can avoid things from being political in 2018, the year of our Lord, like, fuck out of here with that opinion, man, because guess what? Like, <laughs> like elections have consequences. <laughs> like, sorry, right. but like, that's the, that's the situation we're in, which is unfortunate. Um, so we're going to, I'm just going to, anything else you want to touch upon on CEO before I pull a a sharp right sharp yui out of this conversation no i'm fine i'm totally good okay fuck bigots forever moving on tokyo game show cpt premiere oh yeah <laughs> uh, there's some bonkers rewards for this right yeah you, you get an esports license and you get like yeah. money dude ton well like way more money than has ever been i i don't know if i can say that out I was going to say way more money than has ever been rewarded for any Japanese tournament because they were like limited in terms of what they could give away because it was considered gambling. But now with the jet, the, the esports licenses, they can now. It's still kind of a whack system though. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you want to, it takes I, away the whole concept yeah, of open entry. We've talked though. about this when we talk on the show, not you and I, but I talked about this when we covered Momochi's response to the esports licenses. I loved his response. I yes. was like, oh, 
very well thought out. That, and if that was you, my... Yeah. If you want to look at that for like having a nuanced opinion on what is potentially bad about... Because he also covers like what is good about this. Um, yeah. Because it's not all bad. Like it's just a little weird. And a little I awkward. wrote about that for Red Bull last year or whenever that happened. You know, yeah, you know what? I might have been referencing your story when I talked about it. So, oh boy, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? You've who written knows? so, you've been so prolific in terms of writing that you know, how can you remember all the things you write down? It's hard to, hard to do something. You know, there are some times whenever I'm like, oh, like I'll be updating my portfolio or my like writing resume, and I'm like, oh, let me see, let me go back, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I did write that. Oh yeah, I did write this. Uh, no. Sometimes, I don't know. and then you mention stuff, and I'm like, oh yeah, I did write about that. I go back to that time. But Tokyo Game Show, the CPT event. So this is kind of interesting to me that. You know, I was wondering, maybe we can expect a character reveal, maybe. Oh, yeah. I guess that would make sense, right? Because it wasn't. Hold on, when is Tokyo Game Show? Let me look at that. Ooh, I need a calendar. I need a calendar. Hold on. Good thing I have one of those. September 22nd. Maybe. Uh, fuck your internet's faster than I am. We can definitely expect one at Evo. I am assuming yeah, one will see G. Definitely one Evo. for Evo. And then. Gonna see G. And then probably like a little Sagat, maybe. I, you know, here's my thing. It's I really be G wish. Next. Please. I hope that they have like the better trailers where it's like. Like the one that we have with Cody, where it's like really in depth and like teases something like else at the end. Yeah. Like, like okay, well, let's go back Live to like the, like the very first. Like Chun Li's trailer for Street Fighter Five. Whenever that came out, it ended, and then you saw Bison like laugh and like the psycho power kind of light up in the dark. Mm. That was so fucking cool. Like I wish we'd see more of that. So I'm hoping that G will yeah. have like a really boss ass trailer for Evo. I'm hoping. So. I forgot about that stuff. It doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense that because we know all the characters right now, but at the same time, yeah. like they could still make it like a like a tag at the end being like haha it's nick fury at the end but, uh, <laughs> kind of like that shit where it's like you already know it's gonna happen at the end but it's like aha did you see sam jackson did you see him did you see him <laughs> did you wait um because that was fun i remember like watching i forget which announcement it was when nikali was teased at the end of it and everyone was like going fucking crazy they're like it's akuma no it's it's E Honda, and they're like, no, it's something else. Look at this thing. It's obviously it's like the Nikali, which no one could have ever guessed. Obviously, because he uh, was a new boy. Uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, but I don't know. That could be cool. But regardless, so back to Tokyo Game Show. Uh, it is this website in, looks amazing. It is really interesting that they're rewarding these Jesu licenses. Um, Every time that I see Jess, which is Japan Esports Union, every time I I see it, I'm like, they, someone just misspelled Jesus. I know, right? I always think of that. I'm like, Jeshua? Are we talking about Jesus? Yeah, we talking about <laughs> Jesu? We talk about Jeshua? It's, it's kind of like the, the old way of saying it. I'm like, and I, I cannot change that from my mind, and it hurts I me know. on the inside. Me either. <laughs> I was like, growing up like a conservative, and it was... Yup. Yeah, yep. I, I can't. I can't remove it from my brain. Can't remove it from my brain, even though I want to. Uh, but so every time I see it, that they're rewarding pro licenses, top eight, which is like a really cool like incentive, don't you think? Like <laughs> compete, and if you win, you can be a pro. But That's at crazy. the same time, it's also like kind of fucking brutal that like it people who already <laughs> like, have if, these if you want to be a pro. 
You, I know, right? I'm like, wait, the press, which like I like to some degree, there's like a meritocracy to that, which is like okay, but also, like, that's not how the FGC is. I mean, that is kind of how it's been in Japan for years and years, but like not how it's been in America, at least or other regions. Yeah. Where like you need to have a license in order to, you know, compete just, in tournaments. I, I'm just looking at this fucking statue of Bison on the Tournament of Power, and I think his teeth look like he has grill on, like like, like a grill on his mouth. And I'm just like, oh, why? Why did you make Bison such a gangster? Looks like a gangster. His teeth have always been whack. Cause he has great teeth. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that tournament though because that's like that's some fucking stakes. Yeah, it is career level stakes. I would like to go to that. That'd be so much fun. There's like a lot of stuff going on in September, isn't there? There's this. There's uh, first attack of Puerto Rico. There's Socal Regionals. There's everything. It's gonna be crazy month. Uh, So moving on to. The next topic, uh, that's enough of that. Let's move on to moving away from locals and tournaments. Let's talk about some good online competition. How do you feel about online competition? What was your last netcode experience like? Um, I played casuals yesterday, and what I had a good time. On? What do you mean? Shut up, Joe. What, si- <laughs> no, just what system? Oh, I play on PS4. Because um, like, that matters, as it turns yeah, out. Yeah, it, do- it does matter. Um... And I did have one match that was super laggy, and so I declined. But all like all the rest of them that I played were decent. Like it was fine. Okay. So I had a pretty good experience the last time that I played, which was yesterday. So a couple of days ago, this video uh, posted by Sun Tzu, but the video is from Digital Halftones. Um, 18 subscribers. This video only has like 3,500 views. Uh, but what they oh, yes. did was they broke down exactly what is happening whenever a PS4 and a PC play together. Uh, and it was kind of enlightening in terms of what the systems are doing. Uh, so he played them. Uh, at first, he there was no lag and it played fine. Like it was basically one to one on each system. Uh, then he introduced a little bit of lag in the PC, and you saw some jittery one-sided rollback. And it's like, well, okay, but he only introduced 150 milliseconds of lag, which is only uh, fucking how many frames is that? Did someone do the math? I used to know. I think it's only like eight frames or something like. I uh, no, I can't say that out loud. I need a calculator. I've never been in more dire need of a calculator. <laughs> There's uh, a calculator on your PC. Yeah, I know. And I'm on my PC right now. Uh, but regardless, introduced 150 frames or milliseconds of lag. Not a lot. Like, that's not a lot. Uh, and there was automatically rollback. And then the interesting thing was that if he left that lag in between the rounds... In the next round, the PS4 would introduce a little bit of like fake lag to round out the PC lag, and the PC would get like marginally better. But because the PC was lagging and there was one sided rollback, it did a weird like, okay, this round was totally fine. So, like, I this has happened to me before where it's like 
you have one round that's totally fine. And then the next round you're like, Oh, that one kind of didn't feel good. And this would explain it. It's like, so let's say there's like a lag spike in between your rounds. Then it's like both systems, the PS4 and the PC are trying to make up for that in some weird way and meet in the middle, even if like you mostly have a solid connection. So it's like, if you ended something with a bad connection that could cause really bad situation for the next round. Uh, it's, it's super funky and he does a full explanation of it in a tight six minutes. So if you want to learn a little bit more about how and why the particular net code of street fighter five is, uh, junk, then I highly recommend looking that up. That's one of those like fucked up things, right? And we could talk about this later. And I actually plan on talking about this later that like street fighter. It's one of those things where street fighter five is like one of the, it's, the only fighting game, as far as my knowledge goes, that has cross-platform play, right. which is like fantastic. But then the netcode's junk. <laughs> it's booty butt cheeks. It's like here's this great thing, but also I'm gonna fuck to... it up in the worst possible way. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, man, like, uh oh. It's it's one of those things where I'm like, maybe in like a couple of years it'll be fixed, or maybe they're working on it. I don't know. I hope so, but. That's just another thing, folks. Kind of a bummer. But you know, you know what's not a bummer? What is not a bummer, Joe? Third Strike. It's a good game. <laughs> Third Strike is, is a, a good, good game. game. And if you're wondering where you can find Third Strike, uh, someone posted this map. It's the Shend posted this map on our Street Fighter of where all the Third Strike is. That's beautiful. Uh, wow! I dude, know somebody who would like it's so good look at that you can like zoom in and see where all the third strike is oh it, it has like locations uh we had automatic talking the other day about oh shoot about north carolina and like he's not lying there's a lot of third strike in north carolina there's he's a lot of third strike lying. in europe I mean, look at all that third strike i mean people can't see i don't know i actually don't have the video portion showing this map right now but like Man's There's not lying. Not There's a lot of that. Uh, but wow. it's like, it's super cool, right? I mean, there's one in Pittsburgh that I happen to know about. That's, that's right on East Carson Street. Um, Victory Point Gaming. If you ever are in town, that's where you go for the third strike. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it's just a super useful map that just has all the third strike in. There's one in Hawaii. Look at that. You can see it that's out fantastic. in the ocean. Where is it? Which I would. I have to use bet. both of my fingers to do this. This is so. Oh, it's on Big Island. Okay, interesting. I would have guessed it was on Oahu, but that's not the case. Uh, it's in... Uh, it's near the airport. That's all I'll say, because I am... Have you been to Hawaii? I'm super... I'm historically terrible at saying the actual Hawaiian names, and I don't want to butcher it, because that would be disrespectful. Uh, uh, but yeah, I've been to Hawaii a couple times. Like I just came awesome. back from Hawaii like not too long ago. Didn't we talk about... No, we probably didn't talk about we that. We didn't. I wish I had uh, gone. But you should have met up with Tay when you were there. Okay. Cool. <laughs> you know she's going to be at Evo, so you guys can hang out. Oh, where? I'm going to hang out with Tay. Evo's dope as fuck. Can't wait. Uh, so, all right, folks. Now is the portion of the show where I need to bring it down and get a little bit serious. Uh, because on this podcast, I have a number of times in the past talked about my I have espoused my love and affection 
for the gameplay stylings of Kuroda. Uh, and if you've been following the news, you would have seen that Kuroda was recently arrested for, I think, the. it's hard to read the translation exactly. Uh, and even talking to people, it was a combination of... Uh, Soliciting, soliciting minors, and there was at least one account of uh, molestation. Uh, I don't believe that it ever went to full-on rape. However, uh, this man in his 30s, speaking to high school girls uh, and going about his business that way, hella unacceptable and... If I ever have to talk about Kuroda again on this podcast, it will always, always be housed in the fact that these char- these granted he hasn't been charged; he has only been arrested for uh, pending investigation. Uh, so th- this the investigation hasn't fully been completed, but I imagine that'll go pretty quickly. Uh, and in that event. It will always be housed in the fact that he has molested high school girls and, or at least one girl. And I just wanted to make that clear on this show that it's okay to separate. No, it's, it's kind of not okay. I guess is, is my point that not okay to separate like the artist from the art, right? Like just because someone's super good at one thing should not forgive them of like their sins, basically. Uh, and I just want to say it's fucked up. Uh, I don't want to hear your arguments of she was close to 18, so she could consent. Fuck off. Uh, below 18, that's not consent, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so I kind of have to just put that out there, especially because I've talked about that dude a number of times on this show. And historically, that dude is my favorite player. Uh, no longer. Uh, off the list. I can't do it. I can't separate the person from the personal lifestyle, especially when it comes at the behest of dramatically altering someone's life like that by inserting yourself into someone's life and taking advantage of them in that way uh, is hella damaging. And in my opinion, not okay, not cool. Uh, But uh, that is my take on it. Uh, and it's it's just an unfortunate situation all around. Uh, did you have any anything to say on that, Jamie? Yeah, I was I was looking at it. Um, from what it seemed, it almost seemed like you know the. I mean, there was there like there's a lot of speculation going on about it as well. Right. And so like it, there was some some reports that I was looking at that like it seemed like it was a, like the girl wanted to be with him, but then the mom found out and didn't like it. And I'm not sure what's true or what's not, because obviously the investigation has yet to like prove anything. Um, but even if that's true, I think, you know, if you're an older man and you, you know, obviously, you know, younger girls are attractive. And like, I personally like older men, but they're in high school, their brain is not ready for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, I, I mean, I'm sad about the situation because it's just unfortunate. And he knew he was in the wrong. I mean, you have to know, you know, even if that girl did want to be in a relationship with him, he should have backed off, you know, it's not acceptable, which, or, you know, or I would even say this, if, if he didn't know, 
and maybe yeah, even if he didn't, or yeah. maybe like you yourself find yourself talking to a high school girl. Like, tell a friend that is the same age as you what you're doing. Hmm. Gauge their reaction, and if they're actually your friend, they would say, "Hey, maybe you should super not do that because that's illegal." And also, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I understand like. You know, age gap relationships do exist, and they they, they they can't be healthy as provided they're legal. And the girl is like, or the younger person is emotionally mature, which usually isn't in high school. Jesus, it's not. <laughs> Maybe really? like out of college. <laughs> so, yeah, I I yeah, it's 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 an icky situation. Yeah, uh, and I guess I have to bring this up because again. He was only arrested for it. He was not charged with any crimes uh, at this point. So this is all pending investigation. Well, and apparently he also, like, is known for sliding into girls' DMs and asking them, like, ASL, stuff like that, you know. I guess Mm. are the Japanese equivalent of that. Okay. So, And he's also had problems with suicide and depression in the past. Yes. So, I mean, to me, it doesn't seem too far-fetched that he would do such a thing knowingly. Um, Mm. But, you know... He could be kind of a, a, a fiend for that thing. So I don't think it's too far off the mark to suggest that maybe he knew when he was like into it, you know? Right. Just, uh, Which you sucks know, because it, it's just, me, it's unfortunate for those girls. Yeah. And to me, like this is a reflection on our scene, whether he wants to be or not. And that's what mm-hmm. really annoys me and like frustrates me because it's like, this is immoral no matter who you are, but now like, you know, you're, you're listed as, un, as unemployed and people are talking about you as a, as a Street Fighter player. Like, how does that make us look? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I know that not everyone's going to think in that way, but to me, that was like, really? That's um, not that... I saw... It's, it's weird that you say that because I've seen a couple people and I don't get this, but I've seen a couple people be like, oh, do you think that Capcom's going to back off on the G release because he's got that Q outfit? And I'm like... No, I don't think so. That's but I did so hear far that, removed from I like, did hear, his whole though, situation. That that's that, uh, fucking insane. It's preposterous. I heard that during the top eight stream at CEO, you were banned for typing Kuroda in the chat. So I think that they are oh, well aware of it. Wow. Yeah, I think okay. that they are well aware of it. They I don't mean, want their brand them. associated. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they want that associated with them, which is you know admirable. Yeah, I didn't know that, and that's that's cool. That's cool that they would do that, or at least be self-aware enough to know that, hey, it's like, nope, just not, it's not where we're going to have this conversation. Uh, okay. Um, I think that about... So, no no icky jokes about Kuroda, because that's not funny. Okay, even if you think it's funny, it's really not funny. I really hate seeing all these people making light of it and, like, making all these jokes about it. Like, haha, like, no, it's really not funny. Um, and also people apologizing for it. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, but but he's like, I'm like, how, what's your mentality? Like, how old are you? Just to, like, cause just because someone's good at a game doesn't mean that they get free reign to, like, molest people. What in the world? <laughs> yeah, this has happened. It's an age-old story, right? Like, I mean, we talk about, like, Woody Allen or any, like, artists like that where it's like, oh, yeah, can't, any actor, yeah. You can't remove it from, at least, uh, I feel like there needs to be consequences for those actions, like, sticking ones that's not just, Oh well, you know he's, but he did this. Where it's like I don't care. He potentially, what could that girl have done? Like, what yeah. is that holding her back from? Like, there's 
what about that question? Does that matter more? Yeah. What's the human cost here? Uh, it could be more than you consider just because you like how a dude can react to someone dashing in all the time. Uh, that could, like, listen, like, up until this point, what's my favorite player of all time? I would unabashedly say that. Uh, and now, not so much. That's, that is definitely not the tune I'm singing. Um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I'm not gonna... Re- I mean, obviously, my judgment is still, like, that's crappy if he did it, you know? There's these accusations, but until, like, everything comes out, I think I'll reserve my statement for then, like, my judgment for then, but it's still, like... Yeah, like, human human cost-wise, yeah. like, I, th- so that's the other thing, right? Is that if you are hearing this and you're thinking to yourself, I'm gonna hop on his Twitter and blow up, blow him up, uh, that's also not the right response because also yeah. uh, not found, not charged, not found guilty of a crime by uh, by jury or you know, by any kind of investigation that hasn't happened yet. So like, fuck off with that too because that's like, yeah, we know. don't know for sure. I mean, like, there's like a said, there's it, it could have like been the girl maybe. She- you know so like in her case like no she's not emotionally mature for this no matter how much she thinks she is and also like it's still illegal like if you're a minor and you solicit news of yourself to even people your age that's illegal so like she should know the law so i mean she's equally i mean if she was into it you know if she wanted that like she's equally you know to you know blame i don't want to like blame but you know it's just it's just like those situations are always so icky and yeah. I, I don't like to I don't like to think about them. But again, yeah. I'll with, I'll withhold my judgment until a verdict comes out. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm. I think that's a good place to end that conversation. Yeah. Unless you want to say like, I don't know. Anytime I've talked to like high school girls, it's always just like, I <laughs> give you a jacket, you look cold. Well, <laughs> like, here's the thing, and this is like, I am a girl who loves older men. This is known. Like I am, you have been I, vocal I, about that. Yeah, I like old guys, and uh, you know, whenever I was twenty, you know, I, you know, was with a guy who was eighteen years older than me, and you know, I think, was I ready for it? I mean, I think I was emotionally mature enough at that time. I was twenty-one, like I was still kind of naive, but at the same time, you know, it's it's interesting because to me, age is like a different thing. So, like, maybe I can sympathize with a girl who wanted to be with an older guy, but I can also be like, you're just a baby. Like, you aren't ready for all of this, you know? <laughs> right. Like, from experience. So, I think that, like, I don't know. It's it's, it's a weird kind of thing for me because, hmm. like, you know, if she did want to be with him, I sympathize, but also, like, you should have known better, you it's know? A, and, like, you need to grow up. Like, she does need to grow up, you know? It's not, it's not, I don't know. I just, I don't think that no, it's high school is especially... <laughs> Yeah. So like, you know, me being 21, I think I was prepared for it. But I think if I had been any younger, like, because mm-hmm. a year makes a world of difference whenever you're young. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. You know, Lord, I'm not the same person I was last year at all. I've changed a lot. So I, I think I have a much bigger beard people- than I did last year. <laughs> like, it's so like I mean, way yeah. bigger. So clearly. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so way yeah. I don't know. I just, I just never get carded anymore. It's ridiculous. (laughs) I don't, you know, it really annoys me whenever people don't card me. People have told Uh, me that I look old before and I'm like, people are like, oh, you look like you're 25, 26. And I'm like, I am 22. Excuse yourself. I think it's because you're tall. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I think that's the only reason why. I don't know why. I think that's the only reason why. 
Well, that's just my opinion. I, I don't know. I also am getting like smile lines on my cheeks and I'm like, God damn it. I smile too much. I'm too happy. <laughs> I know, I'm too happy. I'm getting punished for being happy. That's now really that's sad just, actually that you put it that, that way. That, that is like the white people jeans like cursing me. Uh, yuck. Anyway. All right, let's on. move on to, to better and more fun and uplifting topics. I plan this topic after that last one just because i feel like it's feel good time uh this dude put together it was posted by mags and some numbers but it was posted on youtube yeah mags so i guess it's yeah it's his reddit name as well uh basically just a five minute compilation of people feeling good about fighting games throughout history it's great it's so good it's just a good celebration uh of good moments within the fgc you see like from like the Daigo Perry to L.I. Joe and his dad. Uh, lots of tears happening. It's all good stuff. Uh, the history of like Alex Valle and all that. It's just all smashed together within five minutes. And it is heartwarming and good. And it's kind of just, there's a young art. There's a young Arturo Sanchez. <laughs> which is like, you forget how that dude used to look. And it's very good. Oh my um, goodness. Speaking of like that, I was... Um... I was doing a cosplay photo shoot with my friend Chris Trutex here in Colorado, and he was, we were talking about the Toyota Yaris because I was like, oh my God, I used to have a Yaris. <laughs> and he was like, oh, are you powered by Yaris? And I was like, what? Okay. This was in two, 2006, Eva 2006, and I yeah. was not in the FGC at that time. So I was like a baby. I was like, oh, 2006, I think it was like 11. Mm-hmm. I was 11 years old. Yeah, that makes me feel so weird. Anyway, and he like showed me. He was like, "Yeah, I think if we go on James Chen's Flickr account, we can find all these old pictures." <laughs> Went on James Chen's Flickr, and like, oh my goodness, everyone was such a baby. I was looking at, at these pictures, and I'm just like, oh, wow, we've come a long way. Yeah. It, it was a really cool experience. I liked looking at the pictures. So thank you, James, for your Flickr account. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's very funny. That's funny to think about. It was but, a super fun time thinking about like looking at this video of young Alex Valle's uncle, <laughs> uncle Valle's like, yeah, it's very heartwarming and good. So if you need a palate cleanser, highly recommend checking out that video. It's by Mags. Okay. Next topic. Uh, something that we have mean to talk. And a lot of people have asked me on this opinion, something we were talking about, uh, before we hit record, but Cody, I think it's about time to start like placing Cody. I think we can place him like on the tier list. I think at least we can, we've got a good idea of figuring out what he's capable of. Uh, his skills have basically been mined uh, by the best minds in the FGC. Uh, the video that I'm going to link to is a, basically a, like a breakdown from PAX, uh, a Cody tutorial. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, uh, it basically goes down like here's some anti-airs, here's some like combos and stuff. Uh, just in general, some how to play Cody. Uh, and I'm in most, the most part in agreement with, with him, uh, in that he goes over, you know, here's Cody's anti-airs, uh, here's, you know, Cody's walk speed's not that good, and his normals kind of push him a little too far out to make his tick throw game very good. Uh, so he kind of has to walk forward a little bit in order to tick throw. Uh, and I was in agreement with that. He's got a little bit about that uh, 
that power. He can steal some rounds from uh, his V trigger too, and I think that that is where you know he can excel occasionally. Um, but I think that Cody is is pretty solid. Uh, I think he's good in the neutral. Pax talks about that. Uh, in that, um, his stand light kick is really good and it's cancelable and combos into it. Uh, all good stuff. Um, do I have you on? on yeah, I am here. I'm okay. so sorry. Uh, yeah. No, Discord okay. had a little woo moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Discord forever. I think, well, it's better than Skype. Let's, let's put it that way. Oh um, God. Yeah. I think Cody is super solid. Um, I think he, he's new. He's like totally different, but he's also like callbacks, final fight, all that stuff. He has yeah. a lot of really good tools. He's Gut check, most... he's not like old Cody, like at all in any way. Yeah, like Street Fighter Four Cody, nope. <laughs> Alpha Cody, nope. Final <laughs> Fight Cody, yeah, a little bit. Hagar, <laughs> like, I, I, I think... like kind of more Hagar. Okay, but can can we discuss how he was built for the female gaze and or those you know, lines just... are leading down, and I'm into it. I am. You know, I'm just saying, I'm <laughs> not complaining. points one direction, I'm and I'm okay. I'm not complaining about the Hagar outfit. I'm not complaining. Yeah, you, those chops <laughs> point down in one direction, and <gasps> I think they know, <laughs> know what that's all about. Uh, I actually like, with that said, in terms of his costumes, I actually really like his his prisoner costume. I like all of his costumes. I think all of his costumes look great. Prisoner um, costume being form-fitting and like, it's yeah. actually weird looking at him that way because he's like super tall. Like his torso proportions are. He's six one. He's not that tall. But his like torso proportion, like his legs oh, yeah. are like lanky long, and his like torso is like, I don't know. It's like a weird look, but I like it. I think he, yeah, I think he looks great. I like his hairstyle on that one too. Like yes. I miss like like totally like, r- like ruffian Cody, and they had his final fight costume too. It looks great in that one. And then you can make it all ripped and torn and stuff. That's crazy. The one thing I don't like about Cody, I, and in fact, I, like, it almost ruins his entire visage, is I hate his stubble. I but think, you don't like it? I think his stubble is bad. I think his stubble is bad. What is wrong with you? I like it. I think he would look I, I much usually, better clean cut. I usually hate stubble, actually. Get a straight so razor and die. <laughs> the fact that I am saying his stubble is okay is that means something. That's I don't fine. know. That's that's fair to have that opinion. But I mean, I hate Bison's beard or whatever the fuck they have going on in that one costume. It's okay, so, yeah, I can I can get behind it's that. So bad. I can it's understand so that. Bad. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, I think Cody's great. I think he's most viable in V Trigger personally because um, yeah. he has all the tools. You know, you get your knife back. It's not like in Street Fighter Four you could just pick up the pick it up. You know, it's like mm-hmm. biggest mask in that sense. You have to activate to get it, but you get like a whole different move set. Um, I've seen so a lot like, of interesting things with the knife in terms of how much advantage he gets from the knife. Yes. Like his and crouch also, medium punch is ridiculous. Yeah. Like he gets a lot of range with it too. And then you get all these cool special moves. Whereas like in Street Fighter for an off, like you just got like a knife mm-hmm. and you can't pick up the rock anymore, but you do get the rock with the trigger too and the pipe and all that. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I've seen some, I think that in terms of V trigger selection, you're probably going to see a lot more V trigger too. Yeah, I think so too. Because it gives him that ability to somewhat steal rounds, not entirely, uh, but like setting up the command grab or the rock setups is just somewhat very tricky for an opponent to defend against. And because of that, 
my heart's going to go with V Trigger 2, even though I like the knife. I like the knife. I just like V Trigger 2 because it's like an innuendo. Plus, it's called Dirty Coach. So I mean, come on. No, I'm just playing. Yeah. Um, the the beanbag like man. What the hell is that name all about? Come on. What? Oh, I know. And then he has like bean ball. Like, what is bean, bean ball? Are you talking about beans? It's, what kind of translation? I was is like, this? this boy has a move called bean ball. What? Oh, so funny. <laughs> Not okay oh, with Japan. the names. Uh, not okay with the names of those moves. Not oh, okay Japan. with it. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. With that said, I think he's gonna be like upper mid tier at the end of it. Uh, the thing, the places where he lacks is like projectile management. I actually think he's kind of bad at that. Um, unless he has V Trigger Two, where he has the pipe, uh, just because he can't really. Other and even than, with the pipe, you can like change how you do the projectile, which is really cool. Yeah. Because like if you wait, like it's like a timing thing. Like if you hit it really early, it goes higher. If you hit it really like late, it goes lower, and you can do less like combos up. Like ju- like there's less juggle mm-hmm. p- potential. You know mm-hmm. the the lower that you hit it. So I think that is pretty cool. It's very yeah, nuanced, and I fun. think that it leads to a bunch of crazy situations that are going to be really fun to watch. So yeah. I think Cody create creatively is a fun character, especially in Trigger Two. Yes. I think that you hit the nail on the head with that and that he is a fun character. Yeah. It is, it is hard to describe in exactly the ways that he is fun, but anytime I played him, anytime I've put hands on him, it's been just, it's been fun. And I typically don't get that with many other characters in street fighter five, but with Cody in particular, I think it's fun. I actually like his projectile too. He's like kind of good at zoning, like for being a slow moving character with, you know, limited ways to avoid projectiles. He actually has a really good projectile himself. I think his tornado shots are really good. Yeah, that that one's really good. And like, even with his his anti airs, like I mentioned this earlier, but his V skill is like the perfect anti air. But if you think about it, his stand hard punch is also a great anti air, and it's cancelable. So like, you get an anti air stand hard punch into a whirlwind shot, you've got yeah. your pressure right there, and you're good to go. It's like little things like that to make him a little more nuanced, a little more fun. Uh, give him a little bit more options in dealing with stuff. Um, yeah, I think that was like their their thoughts going into it. It was like, let, let, first of all, let's make him sexy. Then let's make him fun. Because yeah. I don't know, the people like, first of all, he was super hyped. Like his release was the one that everyone was like foaming at the mouth for aside from Sagat. Yeah. And so Capcom was true. like, okay. And that, that trailer was amazing. That was like was one good. of the coolest moments in fighting games, I think, at least in modern fighting game history, it was a really cool moment. Um, Especially in terms so, of, of modern trailers. Yeah, modern trailers. I think it was super, super cool. Yeah. Um, so everyone was super hyped up about that. And now that we see Cody legal for tournaments, um, hopefully we'll see some Cody's in some top 90, some top nine, some, nine, some top 32, maybe. That'd be really cool to see because that'll be super fun to watch. You know, mm-hmm. I like character diversity and things. So the more strong characters we have, the better. You know, mm-hmm. so that we don't have, you know, all Minots, all Cammies, all Abigails. Yeah, yeah, that happens. Oh yeah, how do you feel uh, about his four-hit target combo? By the way, <laughs> I really I, don't like it. I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't like it. Initially, I hated it, uh, but then I came around on it. I came around on it because it's like. Okay, if you start the target combo at all, he's punishable. Yeah. Oh, so okay. it's like you already have to confirm into it. 
off of a crouching light punch or a crouching light kick, something like that. So like, because you have to confirm into it already, it's like, well, okay. But I mean, granted, it's one of those things where your opponent might not be ready to punish a light block string. So like you might be able to get away with it like that, that one, two, instead of committing to the third hit, which is like super punishable. Uh, but I don't know. Um, I, and it gets one of those things I think is fun about him is that if he's in the corner, he's got his back to the corner. He can just hit you with a target combo. You're back in the corner. Yeah. Like that's kind of, that's really good fun utility. That's just another thing about him that just makes him fun to play and easy to yeah, play. Yeah, I, I, I remember watching the Winner's Days on stream and I was like, wait, is that an auto combo? And I was like, Ugh. God, please no. Then I was like, they would never turn out to be a target combo. So you have to put in a little effort. But I was still like, this is, uh, <laughs> please no. Yeah, initially not okay with it. But like, it doesn't deal a whole lot of damage. It doesn't get oaky, good oaky from it. Yeah, so like, yeah. There's little concessions about it where I'm like, okay, all right. I don't love it, but it, it does have pretty good it's part of him and we yeah. love cody so uh, you have to you can't look at that face <laughs> and just, just love the guy he's just so <laughs> just so smoochable just one smooch you just, just want you just, just want to have a big long wet sloppy kiss yeah there's a whole bunch of smooches <laughs> uh okay so anything else about cody you would like to cover before we move on oh yeah if you guys are interested in art of Cody or just Cody in general uh, oh. totally follows Zonk Knuckle on Twitter yes. she's wiling out right now but she does great art she loves Cody so if you want like some cool art I think she'll be doing commissions at Evo as well so if you want to mm-hmm. get your Cody art on or like some cool Street Fighter art follow her on Twitter and go to her table at Evo because she will have all the all the artwork that's at Zonk Knuckle on Twitter yeah yep she's so cool I'm trying to look. Is there any spaces or underscores on that? It's actually not an L. It's an I because her other Twitter account got suspended for a crazy reason. So um, it's like song knuckle, but not an L in the capital I. So just keep that in mind. Oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Yeah. The L is a capital I, but it's uh, zonk knuckle on Twitter. It's still zonk knuckle. Yeah. And then you can also find her on Instagram as well. So Mm -hmm. Uh, good stuff. Good art. Ask her for commissions. Uh, and get some get some hot Cody in your life. Yeah, get get you a pinup. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be all right. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, next topic. We got to talk about fighting EX Layer. Just a I am so excited about this game. I haven't bought it yet. I'm waiting on some invoices to process. But neither oh neither have I. I haven't. I'm going hands. to buy the full thing to because so like there's two different versions, right? There's the yes. forty dollar version, which is the basic version. And then you get a $60 version, which is there to support the developers. So I think you get some yes. cool things with it. But as far as I know, like you're, you're getting like a deluxe version and you get to support the studio because they're an indie studio. And yes. to me, to see an indie studio with graphics that amazing and like gameplay that seems really engaging is super, super, super cool. And like me, I wasn't super into Street Fighter EX, but like seeing this, it looks like a better version of Street Fighter EX. And it has like like the cool EX characters mm-hmm. and I'm a big fan of Alan Snyder. So I was like, Oh my God, like I really want to play this character and like everyone looks super cool. So I'm totally into it and I really want to play it. And I'm really hoping that the scene gets big enough around it, that it'll become a top eight event, but who knows? I, it, it, hmm. I don't know how the balance is. 
Uh, I've seen some kind of broken things with some characters that just deals a fuck ton of damage. Uh, but to be a little bit more clear, uh, the the normal version that you said, uh, $40, comes with basically everything. Uh, but then oh, nice. The, the standard edition only has one extra character and the Goji pack. The which, Gogi. The yeah. Gogi pack. Which, which is like... Effectively, gems kind of in the way that like Street Fighter works. Cross Tekken gems, but you can't choose exactly what you want. Like you could, yes, like it's not one, like it's like yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem it's like I say the gem system, but like that's not really what this is at all. It, it's only yeah. like reminiscent of that, but really it gives you like different abilities. Like yeah, if you dash forward, you turn invisible, and it's like whoa, like that's that's interesting. Um, just weird shit like that. That can and be, so it's up to you to figure out which kind of deck works best with your character or however you want to play. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't want to say exactly like MSCI choosing the stone because like, like it's a little bit different. It's almost like it's, it's like a CVS groove, you know? So like, that's pretty cool. I think, I think that it's neat. I think that it like, it's kind of like the wild card, you know, like, ah, oh, like pick your character. But also like, you got to pick a gogi, you know, like, oh, snap. You got to go through all the gogi. So there's like depth to it in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'll be very interested to see where it ends up in the next couple of weeks, but and it, any, it just anyone who touches beautiful. it. See, that's him. Um, okay. So that's the thing. Uh, when you say beautiful, uh, okay. I agree. I agree with you. Listen, I love the way it People looks. People who bitch about like the animations or whatever, I think it looks fine. The people who bitch about the animations are wrong because the animations are good. If you want good animations, go play King of Fighters, whatever game that was. They're good and precious because (laughs) they, the way that the, like the frames cancel are like with the hit stop is just so reminiscent of how, almost exactly how it used to be, but like brought up to date to current standards where it's like, Oh, this is, this is like a PS2 game that like is good. Looking. Which is like, I love that feel. And like now it's just all 2D and like, like it, it, it plays like just a better version of Street Fighter yet. Cause I I was just watching Maximilian's uh, review Mm. of it this morning. And Mm. I was like, I really want this game now. Uh, it just seems so great. It just seems so much fun. And like for me, it's hard Lovingly for me to find crafted. a game. Yeah, exactly. And like for me, it's hard for me to find a game that like I love so much because I like Street Fighter a lot. Mm-hmm. And like I think this game might be like my other game where I'm like, yeah, I like this game too. You know. And mm-hmm. it, it, anyone who's playing it, uh, that I, all reports are that they're loving it. So I'm. I don't have enough time after recording this show to put hands on it, but tomorrow, perhaps. Busy yeah, please, if you guys are listening, please check out the game. Please buy the game. Please support yeah. the developers if you can. Like, the more we buy it, the more characters that we'll get, the more cool stuff that we'll yeah, get. Yeah, that's so, kind of the, the funny I want thing. Them to, I want them to be wealthy and, you know, thrive. They, they did kind of make an announcement that was like, if people buy it, we can make more, but, like, we don't know. We don't have plans. Like yeah. it's basically them being like, we don't know how much money this is gonna make. We would like to make stuff, but also, eh. I just think it's crazy how it started out as an April Fool's joke, and I was yeah. like, a real game, and I'm just like, that's that's like FGC love right there. Like that is love and passion. Yeah, Twitter blew like, up with just Scalamania. I know. If I don't see a Skullamania cosplayer at Evo this year, I swear to God, you guys have failed me. Oh man, 
I hadn't even considered like we need to do a sexy skullomania yeah. cosplay <laughs> like lately it's like a sexy yeah, if you're a budding cosplayer out there and you are looking for if you have a spider-man suit that you think you can transition into just uh, get a black morph suit and then paint a skull on it sure you could do that very easy and maybe like get the whole lore into it like maybe have like a briefcase be like a nine to five yeah. turned turned crime fighting skullmanian <laughs> oh man loves mm, so <laughs> good. everyone loves it <laughs> super good uh heartwarming for sure uh so that was kind of the last topic that i had planned i do want to just point out that if you are not following uh pdc sky on twitter i highly recommend you do that he's got this whole project going on of basically I saw that. button yeah. layouts for all the street fighter five characters basically being like this is plus this much on block or hit or like it's the whole it is like a very simplistic visual way of seeing what yeah, i'm plus on it's a very on. good infographic for each character and their moves uh he's been putting out like really good stuff like that in the past too we i've talked about his youtube channel on this podcast before where he goes through like the range specific ranges of things uh, on his channel and like the effective ranges. Uh, but this is good. This is interesting to look at. This is check out his Twitter and check out the latest threads that he's been posting. Cause it's all good stuff. And I just want to support him because that's looking at the work. That's a whole fuck ton of work and there's no money in that. He's not making money by posting to Twitter. I also love his header image. That is super cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Super good. Uh, but those are all the main topics that I brought to the table. Um, Jenny, do you have anything else you would like to add before we head into, uh, shit post of the week? God, I don't think so. Um, oh yeah. Well, I just kind of wanted to like do like, well, I guess this kind of say, this would be a good sig into the shit post. Um, I don't know if anybody was watching Twitter and all the drama and stuff, but I made a tweet like a few, like maybe a week before CEO or something. Okay. And I literally just said, like, it was the most lighthearted, like, I wasn't seeking any kind of drama. I was like, the FTC has some pretty girls. And then MF Slayer like came that, along. Yeah, that, that was basically, oh, okay. All right, I didn't anyway, know where you were going until right now. Okay, please tell this story. So, um, <laughs> MF Slayer retweeted and he said, how too bad, and they, they, they don't make top eight, ha, 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 ha. And um, I personally thought that that wasn't very funny. It's not mm-hmm. funny whenever you make a joke about an entire demographic skills at anything, you know, because then you're just being sexist. You're not, you're, you're not being funny. And apparently he's a cool guy outside of that, but I'm like, your social media poster, can I tell you who you are? I don't know the guy. I cannot judge him. But um, it was funny to me that, you know, everyone kind of ragged on him, whatever he got dragged. It was, you know, whatever. And CEO comes around and he plays Infinity, who is uh, a Poison Ivy Catwoman main, I think in, in Injustice 2. She's a super good player. And she mm-hmm. is the girlfriend of uh, Christian um, Forever King. And um, she beat him in tournament. In pools. And In pools. And um, that was a really... There's videos of it on Twitter, but that was like, oh, sweet justice. <laughs> the, it was... It was yeah, <laughs> the Twitter justice. The Twitter justice. It, but, oh, man, the karmatic justice... <laughs> it swung so hard and so fast the other direction like <laughs> from that tweet on it was just oh no this is not going to end well and it ended in the most perfect kisses well, fingertips way 
to me it just like it just came completely out of left field like i was just you know like yeah we have a lot of pretty girls like we have a lot of really pretty cosplayers pretty players pretty content creators like fgc to me all the girls in the fgc are beautiful because like they all bring something to the table you know like, like super innocuous tweet like Hey, it God, was let's super feel, let's, let's feel good yeah. about looking good. And then someone yeah. had to derail it and make it completely negative and rude. And that was really uncalled for. And like, it, I mean, obviously it, it hurt me to hear him talk about like that about the girls in our scene. Like we have a ton of great girls who are super skilled and everything that they do. And so I was just kind of like taken aback by it, but you know, it's just like, it's just like, I mean, as someone who's definitely mucked up before in major things, you know, that's what happened. <laughs> so I just thought that like, you know, and he seems like a cool guy outside of it. That's what everyone's telling me. I don't know him personally, but I just thought that was a funny little thing that happened. I was yeah, just like, wow. I can't actually like, remember if I talked <laughs> about this on mic with Romanova last week, but like we did talk about at least the setup of that situation and like who he is personally and how that tweet might not have represented him entirely uh, as a person, but also he might have just been being a dumb dumb. Yeah, and like I mean, obviously everyone says stupid things sometimes, you know, and like I, I mean I did take it personally and I think a lot of people did and I think they were in the right too, because it's a not a really moment. funny joke. It's not yeah, it was a learning moment. But we 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 we've all had learning moments. None of us are free from sin, so not me, I've anyway. never learned. Be dumb all day, all day, every day. <sighs> Be an idiot like me. That's how you become a winner, kids. That's right. Like me. Your best friend, Joe Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, no, you're kids. Passionate. You're passionate about that. Uh, no, I just felt like a pretty good thing to say. Anyway, um, let's correct. Continue. But yo, that was sweet karmatic justice. I thought it was so funny because everyone that was around that setup was like, oh my god. Yeah. And I was like, oh, blow up. <laughs> Doled out in the most sweet of fashions. Sweetest of fashions. <laughs> the greatest of ease. Uh, yeah. Okay, so that was awesome, but I can't share that as a shit post of the week because that wasn't Street Fighter, unfortunately. It wasn't. It However, not. what I can share is a fabulous clip. Of oh my god, yes! <laughs> so it. it was so funny. I, I, I had like CEO on in front of me, and I was doing my little writing mm-hmm. thing. And I lo- excuse me, I just knocked my mic. I, and I looked up and I saw Princess Slim mm-hmm. taking out the the lip gloss. And putting it on in the most fabulous way oh, in so between good. the set and i was, was like so oh good. i was like girl yes <laughs> go off on them she got the nails she got the belly shirt on i know right i was like oh my god you're just like killing everybody like just mm. I'm, I'm done i'm done it, it was it was like iconic iconic it was a it was thoroughly true. good moment, I felt. And it was one of those things. I don't typically, I've kind of strayed away from sharing shit posts of the week because, you know, sometimes, you know, it just it can get a little down and dirty. But this one was just precious and good and so much fun, especially because, like, Princess Slim has competed uh, in our weeklies and see them in the chat all the time. Uh, don't know if they listen to this podcast, so. Eh. But regardless. This shit was thoroughly good. That, that, that was like top 10 moments of 2018 so far. Yeah, I, I would say so. I, you, you could see <laughs> Kubo Kubo's looking, reaction. Kubo's he's like, looking oh. shook. <laughs> yeah, he's like, wait, he's like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> he's and she's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's your uh, mix up right now. What's good? <laughs> this is the real mix up. 
Oh, that was great. The mental damage alone. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I know, right? I would have been like, oh, excuse me? <laughs> In between Shaking. the set? Hot damn. <laughs> Had to look fresh. Nails looking good, too? I know. Just like killing everybody. All right. Killing. Well, that just about wraps it up for this week. We've been going a little bit long. A little bit longer than usual, but had a little teamwork this week. We had a little cross-tag battle right now. Uh, so, Jenny, in these final moments of the show, <laughs> did, did I have that? Was that a little too final? A little bit too finality like, with that? In, in these final moments, I was like, oh, No, we're not like... ending the show forever, folks. We'll be back <laughs> next week. <laughs> but we're going to be gone in the next couple minutes. And because of that, I need you to pitch what you have going on and like where can people find you on the internet? Yeah. So if you guys are interested in articles about fighting games, fighting game culture, feature articles, stuff like that. Which um, you should be. Click <laughs> on more articles and read them for a long time. Yeah, we, we definitely need more content creation in the FGC. So if you guys and are ever interested in what I write, if you want to look at my interview with David Lindholm, if you want to see any of my other stuff, um, you can definitely find me on Twitter as EXTopDog and the O's are zeros because I'm edgy. Mm -hmm. um, you can find me everywhere else as Ginny Lou spelled G-I-N-N-I because -N -N -I, uh, my grandmother is strange and names me strange things. Um, but yeah, you can find me on those platforms and I write for a bunch of different outlets. Um, might be doing some work for another outlet that I thought I lost. So we'll, we'll be, we'll be thinking about that soon. But yeah, you can totally find me on Twitter. That's, That's where I'm exciting. most active. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. All right, good. So, do you have a stream schedule set up yet? Oh, uh, actually, I did want to mention I will be doing a bi-weekly Street Fighter V lounge for the women of the FGC starting this Sunday. I cannot believe I forgot to mention that. This is really important. Gotcha. Um, so if you do want to tune into that, it will happen on Sunday nights, every other Sunday night um, from 7 to 12 uh, Mountain Time. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll give girls enough time, like no matter where they are in the United States, to come in and play. Um, but the goal is to just have a place where girls can kind of not really feel super pressured and they can gain experience. They can do it in an environment that's like, you know, it's a bit more, like, I don't want to say it's a bit more comfortable and um, it's just a place to get experience and to have fun and it will be streamed and there will be, um, you'll be able to donate to Combo Queens, which is an initiative created by uh, Carolyn um, to kind of provide little events for women, um, at major FGC tournaments. So if, if you guys are interested mm -hmm. in that at all, you can totally uh, find it on my Twitch channel, which is EXTopDoll uh, on Twitch. So definitely check that out as well. That's super rad. And remind me again, what days was that set on? Did you have uh, this This coming Sunday, I will tweet about it actually tomorrow. I'm going to put that on the agenda right now. But okay. uh, yeah, yeah awesome. it'll be this Sunday from 7 p.m. to 12 p.m. Mountain Time. So because I live in Colorado. Great. Um, but yeah, that that will be a thing. And I hope to make it, you know, into a regular and big enough thing to where we can start having a tournament circuit and then the winner of the tournament can have the donated funds you know sponsored so that they can go to evo or some tournament so i'm hoping mm -hmm. to make it a big initiative so if you guys will please check that out um, that'd be great i would really appreciate it yeah that's right that's really great that sounds like a really great effort and combo queens in general has been doing great work so i'm all for that good shit me too uh, and that does it, folks. That's a show. Uh, again, I'm your host, Joe Monday. You can find me at Super Joe Monday on Twitter or at Red SF if you want to go through the official routes. 
Uh, and you can just find me anywhere on the sub, just Joe underscore Monday. Uh, but that's the show. You can find us here every Thursday at some time, depending on if it's recorded on Wednesdays or Thursdays. This one will probably go up late, so most people will be getting this on Friday morning. Uh, but you can find the tournaments, which I... Oh, fuck, man. Speaking of tournaments, I, I am sorry. I could not make it to the Monday tournament. Uh, locked in at work for 16 hours. Uh, they wouldn't let us leave, so I couldn't make it back to work from work. But even when I did, there was no power. So just the universe was like, no tournament today, please rest. Uh, and I did. Uh, but we'll be back with that every Monday. And you can look forward to the Friday tournament with Kamikaze Warrior for the West Coast. Uh, but that's the show, folks. Find us every Thursday. Take care until next time. <laughs>